0: 10 9 We choose to go to the moon ignition sequence We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing 3, Not because they are easy 2, But
1: because they are hard KFI presents Liptoff, we have a liftoff Cool Space News With Rod Pyle
0: Alright, good morning everybody Handle here, before we get to Rod A couple of things, first of all Please donate to help the American Red Cross initiative to get prepared, California. It's a $400 donation. You and a guest can enjoy cocktails excuse me, and appetizers with all the KFI hosts and crew, plus unlimited sky slide rides during an exclusive evening at the OUE Sky Space in downtown L.A. You have to be 20 year, 21 years old or older. 100% of the proceeds will benefit the American Red Cross. Get prepared, California. Uh, limited tickets for details, log on to KFIAM640.com, and the search is Mixer. And we won't be doing uh, this announcement uh, for another eight minutes. Okay, now, it's uh, cool space news with uh, Rod Pyle. Oh, Rod, before we do that, uh, just a big story is we're covering. Uh, the president uh, has announced we're not going, he's not going to North Korea, which is, are you ready for this? is fairly close to China. Matter of fact, North Korea and China share a border. So with China being that close, would you like to give us some China space news? Great segue.
1: What a smooth transition. This is why good I morning. get paid
0: the big bucks. Yes, Rod. Good morning. How are you? Yes, sir. Good. So I right, let's Great. let's let's start talking about China and what's going on because there are some changes in the Chinese space program.
1: There are, and it's interesting. Their program is particularly interesting because it really started about the same time as ours, but between the Cultural Revolution and a bunch of other political and government hiccups there, it kept getting slowed down, started, slowed down, restarted. So really, as you know, human spaceflight didn't start there until about 2003. And they've been going great guns ever since. Everything's a little smaller than what the U.S. has done, and but co- following very closely in the footsteps of both the U.S. and Soviet Union, Russia, in terms of their kind of incremental approach. So as fate would have it, we're seeing the emergence of commercial rocketry and commercial launch services in the United States with SpaceX and Blue Origin and United Launch Alliance and so forth, and reusable rockets in the case of Blue Origin and SpaceX. So the Chinese have seen this, and of course, this hasn't gone unnoted, and they're doing something very similar with a couple of different programs and a government program.
0: So they actually have a private uh, program going on in China.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of them, actually. There's one called OneSpace, another one called uh, LinkSpace. And it's not really clear to me or any of the people. I just interviewed a bunch of people for this book I'm working on about Space 2.0, about this very subject. And I said, well, how closely are the lines – how how bright are the lines between business and government there? And they said, well, it's very different than here. The investment's different, the amount of government control – engagement is different. So I don't think it's. you could say it's just like it is here. But there are two companies developing much smaller rockets than the Falcon 9. So the one we're talking about is called OneSpace. And they have a rocket called the OSX, which should be familiar to many Mac users around the world. And it's 30 feet tall, not reusable, and will deliver small payloads to orbit. And they're testing that. Now, the Falcon 9 is 230 feet. So you can imagine, this is a much much smaller rocket, and it's not reusable. However, there's another company I mentioned called Link Space, which is working on a reusable rocket, and the Chinese government is actually working on one called the Long March Eight. Of course, they, they are. They hope to start, yeah, starting in 2020, which has very familiar-looking landy legs and a three-core fuselage that looks a whole lot like the Falcon Heavy, and they're hoping that that'll be reusable.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming that all the technology was stolen. Uh, from SpaceX and every other company working on reusable rockets here in the United States. Hey, Well, uh, that's a guess. That's a guess? <laughs>
1: wow, I don't think it's yeah. the truth. Oh, uh, right. well, I don't know. He's yeah. talking like Shannon
0: now. Uh, I am. All right, uh, let's take a, a break, a, an earlier break, okay. and come back because I want to uh, have you talk about uh, – uh, last year's is uh, umawamawa uh that's uh, um wow mua, mua. yeah it's the former king of hawaii i know that and uh, how, how that connects with space you can tell us so we'll be back with that this is kfi and come here boy boy can you get it up come boy boy is your biggest on a thursday boy a lot to talk about uh big news uh is the president has canceled uh the summit on june 12th been talking about that all morning and i'm sure gary and chan are going to be talking about that big time uh and uh morgan freeman 16 women have come forward eight women oh so i doubled it okay yeah eight 16 whatever only eight i stand corrected all right back we go to uh, cool space news with rod Pyle, pilebooks.com also as uh, latest podcast uh, kfiam640.com and the keyword is cool space news and it's always good stuff all right uh as uh, i said uh, we have uh something going on and uh, it's an asteroid uh what is happening with this thing
1: so this is the second interstellar object that that they think they've defined, and by the way, we're going to be talking about interstellar objects at the Space Conference today through Sunday at the Sheraton Gateway Hotel by LAX, just wanted to throw that in there. Um, and so last year we had Oumuamua, which was the space rock that came hurtling through the solar system, whizzed past the sun and left, so that was kind of a shocker to everybody, clearly from... Outside the solar system, so that was cool. Couldn't really tell what it was. Had this kind of interesting texture. Few people thought, hey, maybe this is an artificial construct, but there's really nothing to lead to that conclusion other than hope. Uh so this other object, which is colorfully called 2015 BZ five oh nine. That's not quite as good as
0: Amuamua. That sounds much no, better. I, I kinda
1: like Amuamua. I yeah. wouldn't name this one Handle because it's it's uh moving the wrong way. But excellent. You know, they don't want to do that yeah so this is something that's been identified out around the same distance as Jupiter but it's got this weirdo orbit that's inclined to Jupiter's orbit so all the planets go around the same plane in the solar system right it, it, it's the basically the equator of the solar system because it formed from a cloud and the cloud flattens out and the planets coalesce in their individual orbits well when you got something inclined by 30 or 40 degrees Something had to cause that. And to make it even weirder, it's moving the opposite direction of all the other planets. It's moving backwards by our point of view. So the conjecture is that it must have been captured from another star system. So by doing all the math on this with this fancy supercomputers and so forth, it looks like it's been doing this for about four and a half billion years, which is close to the age of the solar system. So they think this probably was captured from another star system back in the beginning of our solar system when everything was kind of tightly packed together in this big solar nebula and stars were closer then and it was easier to capture things. So it looks like it was grabbed from somewhere else. That's exciting. So, There's probably a bunch of these, but this is the only one that really popped up because it's headed the wrong way. It's kind of driving down one way street in the wrong direction. Got
0: it. So uh, let's finish up with uh, the pod people from Planet X. And uh, it's – Pluto is no longer a planet. It's now a planetoid, correct?
1: It's a dwarf planet. It was demoted about 2005 by Mike Brown over at Caltech because, yeah, it's just just a trans-Neptunian object, nothing special, just another planet. Or, excuse me, just another dwarf planet. And, and so there's
0: are a there, whole bunch are, of these. Yeah, are there dwarf planets that are not so dwarfy that they're actually bigger than Pluto in, in the solar system?
1: Well, we don't know, but that's a really good lead in to the whole point, which is they've been observing, since this was discovered and since these. Uh, the Kuiper Belt objects, they're called. They're out beyond the orbit of Pluto have been discovered. There's a whole big ring of chunks of ice and rock out there. They've been starting to look at these and track these more carefully. And by entering all this in a com- supercomputer and modeling what they're doing, they've got all these, weird, again, inclined weird orbits that don't make any sense if there's just a bunch of rock out there. So the o- the simplest conclusion, which is usually right, the right one, is that there's a great big dark planet out there that we haven't spotted. And we're talking a couple hundred billion miles out. Pluto's only about 4.6 billion miles out. Something out there is causing these things to behave in a weird pattern. It could be something 10 times the size of Earth. Now,
0: that wouldn't be uh, part of our solar system, would it be? Or is that that beyond that? Or they still can consider that part of our solar system?
1: That's part of our extended solar system. So this Kuiper Belt goes way out there. It's it's almost like the asteroid belt, except it's extended way, way, way out beyond so the orbit. So our Pluto. solar
0: system is gravity that uh, is uh, that uh, the, the sun controls, right? So right, is, that's what keeps these planets going. When you go out to Pluto, how much gravity can the sun uh, can the sun make?
1: I don't have a number for you, but it's enough to keep that there, and it's enough to keep that big flattened disk of rock and ice going out billions and billions of miles past you. Yeah, that.
0: I find that incredible because it's, uh, it just, I can see the inner planets. I can even see Jupiter and Saturn being caught up in the gravity pole of the sun. But when you're going out yeah. there that far, I mean, it's a little dot. I mean, it looks it, like a star from out there.
1: And Jupiter and Saturn kind of pull back. You figure these really small worlds You get out to Pluto, something roughly the size of the moon. And you think, wow, really? That's got enough stick to hang out there. But there's nothing else for about, uh, you know, four light years away. So there's, there's not a whole lot else to affect yeah. any of this.
0: All right. Uh, Rod, thank you. It's pilebooks.com. Uh, the, the podcasts, which are great, KFIAM640.com. The keyword is Cool Space News. And uh, you're, uh, is this event you're talking about open to the public?
1: It is. There is an admission fee. I think it's 15 or 20 bucks for a day. But um, yeah, any, anybody can come and it's and it's geared towards the layman. So it's certainly oh, that sounds good.
0: You know what? Uh, Marjorie's out of town. So I actually may go there. So give me your cell number uh, right now. And uh, no one will call you. I'm the only one that'll call you. OK, <laughs> you bet. <Yeah. laughs> OK, you well. really want it. Uh, are well, not on the air. I don't. Uh, uh, no, okay. not on the air. You don't. I once did that to Leo, incidentally. <laughs> I gave out his personal email on the air, and he was oh, wow. really happy with me on that one. <laughs> I bet. All right. Yeah. Uh, take care, Rod. All right. You. Rod uh, pile pilebooks.com. He's got just great stuff. P-Y-L-E.